broadcast house. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in Wednesday morning, August 16th, 2023. Glad to have you with us. It is 6.08. We've got 62 degrees in the capital city. We've got a good show for you today. Wednesday means it's time to get it off your chest. Your opportunity to tell us what's chapping your hide. That comes today. And we focus on it at 710 this morning on the show, but that means for you right now, the text line is open at 402-479-1400. Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today, if you'd prefer to do it that way. And we'll open up the phones to have those conversations and figure out what the landscape is of why people's hides are being chapped here in this uh, mid-August day. Uh, then we also have a little bit later in the show today, Mary Leary and Gaylor Baird is going to join us. I'll have a conversation with her about uh, changes to the budget, to what's next at Pershing, to kind of a, a, a different feel, I would say, around LPD. We'll discuss those things with her today. That's coming up at 810 and then John Bishop is going to join us at 8.35 today to talk the latest out of Nebraska football camp and beyond. So that's what we've got on the docket today. Uh, good morning, Mark Vale. How are you doing today? Uh, not too bad. Good. All right. Well, we, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, ready for the... Uh, Ready for at least one day of the the warmth to kick back in. I I have seen though that when we get back into the triple digits this weekend, at least that's what we're forecast to do on Saturday and Sunday. It does look like, despite the fact that we may have two days of triple digits, we're not going to be most likely in these dew points of like seventy five, seventy eight. Oh, yeah. Not not yeah. as humid as we saw. What was it? A couple, two, three weeks ago, when we saw right. the record-breaking heat indices. So, I guess if you're looking for a little bit of a silver lining in what's happening with the forecast, as it gets hot again, or or maybe you missed the hot weather and you're not ready to go to fall yet, and you're one of those people that is going to the uh, going to the store and seeing the Halloween candy and the Oktoberfest beers. I remember last year we had a couple of triple digits uh, days clear into late september if yeah I remember right it certainly it, we, we may have we may have six weeks of this still before we really make the change into fall you know what i saw at the grocery store yesterday this was this is even more amazing i saw on the on the uh on the shelf in the uh adult beverage section of the grocery store they've already stocked the eggnog the, the egg really? i mean yeah we've already i mean the the oktoberfest beers the sam adams oktoberfest let the, me get fully into pumpkin spice pumpkin, season before we get to the egg hey, the pumpkin hey, spice liqueurs have already been out for two weeks we're already into eggnog now we're still five weeks away from officially fall now i'll grant you meteorological fall is a couple of weeks away but just plank, i agree just plank your big Mark Vale says, spice. "Calm your Egg- crap." I'm not asking yes. for eggnog. I, look, look, I doubt. No, any- I'm talking about pump. You know, well, I don't need that your either. Pumpkin spice, but I don't need that either. Relax. But here's my question: I would like to, I, I, I would honestly be interested when the first bottle of that is actually sold, because if you are buying eggnog on August 16th. <laughs> yeah. 
we may need to have an intervention with you. Hey, may, they might like to party. I don't know. Uh, there's plenty of other beverages there to party with. Okay? This is an entire section. <laughs> Maybe try some bourbon without nog in it, right? This is still margarita weather. Yeah, exactly. If there is someone this weekend that goes to that display that I walked by yesterday, <laughs> picks up a bottle of nog and then enjoys it out on the porch when it's 103 on Sunday afternoon, that's the uh that that I'd like to see. That I would like to see, but I I would like a notification when the first person buys one of those bottles of of nog out there at the store that I saw at the display. Yesterday, but in any case, uh, in any case, yes, warming up here. 91 today looks like we're going to see. You know, one thing we haven't had, Mark, we haven't had a ton of a ton of wind this summer, and that's going to be kicking up a little bit more today. A little breezy yesterday. It's going to be breezy today and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get it's 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 going to be a little bit different brand of of summer weather with a drier heat with more wind uh, with with these things, and then just dry in general. Which, by the way. Is is really hard on plants and lawns and things like that. That dry wind, and, yes, and that heat. So yep. Yep. we're back into a pretty pretty uh, dry spell here. I saw the first. Uh, also, speaking of the fall thing, I saw some. For those of you who are into to gardening and plants and stuff, I saw some people in my neighborhood already started putting the mums out. Uh, when you when you see mums out, it starts to feel like fall too. So. Uh, and my extended forecast that I have from the weather service guys now goes to, let's see, it now goes to next Tuesday. So still got a ways to go till we get to that volleyball game that people are wondering about. Still a week away from having any kind of real good idea what the forecast is going to look like there. But the highs, if you're wondering about the highs, Saturday, 103, Sunday, 103, Monday, uh, 98, Tuesday, 100 again. So hovering right around triple digits for at least four days there coming up. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be in the 90s through uh, probably the first part of week after next. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. And then maybe little little kick in to fall after that, but we will have to, we will have to wait and well, see. I'd say a kick in to more normal summer. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, all right. Hey, uh, Mark, I wanted to hear. So I know our, I saw a picture because it was tweeted out yesterday by the Lincoln Police Department of uh, our own Tom Stanton from the newsroom with uh, acting police chief Michonne Morrow. She also had pictures taken with people from other radio stations and TV stations in town after doing uh, what I understand are just one-on-one sit-downs with each of these people in the the media. He reached out, oh, probably 10 days ago and invited uh, local media for 30-minute one-on-ones. They were held uh, yesterday. The invite came from LPD, and, uh, you know, Tom is our our regular uh, police beat guy, so uh, they extended the invitation to the news department through him. I I prefer to call him reporter extraordinaire. Well, that too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, he and and there was a bunch of people that he talked with about different questions, and and he had his uh, sit-down interview with uh, the acting chief yesterday at 10 a.m. All right. So we'll probably be hearing more about that. My, how things have changed, Mark. <laughs> well, there's still just the three-day-a-week briefings. Okay. Uh, but we'll see whether uh, there's enough uh, interest and concern amongst other well, media, uh, us and other media about having those daily. That aside, though, even yes. the three-day-a-week, the three and, yes. and that's still a discussion yes. now. But even so... 
Yes. Inviting media in for sit-down interviews is... Yes. It was unthinkable a month ago. Worlds away from where... Correct? I mean, just Absolutely. worlds away from where this thing... And it seems... Ve- I mean, and to be honest, it seems very intentional going a different direction, does it not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think this is coincidental, right? That this is that this is happening right now. So, well, good. I look forward to hearing what Tom uh, what Tom has out of that thing, um, and and what the conversation was like. So, we've uh, we've got that going on this morning. Uh, let's see other things that I wanted to get to here in the capital city this morning as well. See, uh, Don Bacon got his emails hacked by the Chinese. Yeah. So you got a, got a message from the FBI that his personal and campaign emails were hacked by the Communist Party of China for about a month, and he posted about it on. I'm still going to call it Twitter. On, I, I still call on it Twitter. Twitter yes. Um, and and he said, uh, "I thank the FBI for notifying me that the CCP hacked into my personal and campaign emails from May 15th to June 16th of this year, used a vulnerability in the Microsoft software." It was not due to user error. He wants to clarify. <laughs> I just want to make sure you guys know I didn't click I, on I something. Did, I did, my password wasn't wasn't bacon one two three. Um, he said, "Thus, there were other victims in the cyber operation. Communist government in China are not our friends and are very active in conducting cyber espionage. I'll work overtime to ensure Taiwan." Gets every dollar of the nineteen billion in weapons backlog they've ordered and more. Wow! Wow! Yeah. What you do? Whoop, geez. He, yep. He's, he's mad about that email hacking. He's like, I'm so mad. I'm going to send Taiwan some extra weapons. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when your personal and your campaign, uh, you know, is hacked, that would, you know, hack me off too. Yeah. Is, uh, is Don Bacon's campaign email that real? Really that interesting to the but, Chinese, though? Well, you know. <laughs> It could very well be. I mean, he, you know, with his background in the military and, and seeing who's supporting him, those types of maybe, things. Maybe. You know, maybe, I guess so. I, I hope they don't hack Adrian Smith's campaign email because I don't think that thing's probably been really used for 15 years because it's, uh, I don't, I don't know that effort is necessary I to win I didn't realize that race. there was dust on the internet. The last the email I sent in this thing was in 2008. Uh, Why does it say how to combat Obama? <laughs> well, I would say that that's probably uh, not necessarily the case with uh, con- uh, No, that's a little bit more competitive competitive isn't it yeah that's probably well, fair no actually oh. uh, congressman smith has had some issues with foreign ownership especially chinese ownership of american farmland mm-hmm. right oh yeah yeah, right. yeah. Well, buying yeah. up acreage out there yeah. and, the, and and so then they're hacking the emails the developers are probably more interesting than uh they're trying to compete with to get that land there yeah so anyway so they're out there hacking emails so be careful that's why I like to throw people off with an email every once in a while. Just a completely coded fake email uh, every once in a while to confuse anybody that might be hacking it. We had we had a, a situation with uh, a bunch of our uh, corporate, uh, well, our employees, actually company-wide, about a week ago with texting, uh, a scam that came to several of us. And uh, I played them for about three, four hours. I had them going for a while. Really? Yeah. Mark, Mark Vale said, I yeah. got the time. on what, Via text? Yeah. It no was, kidding. Yeah, I played with them for... What were they trying to get you to do? Uh, go to a grocery store. And buy, uh, like, Apple what, cards or they, something? They never got to that point, but it says, I need you to run an errand. And, and, and on the way to the grocery store, or I left about 
30 minutes later and then I was tied up in traffic and then they texted me back. Are you there yet? No, I'm the fire department just showed up because one of the vehicles exploded. <laughs> <laughs> one of the vehicles they're, exploded. They're sitting there. They're like, man, I, I kind of want this money, but this guy's going through some stuff. Then, then, uh, then, uh, I, I just got to the grocery store, but something's going on here. Oh, I'm caught in a crossfire. There's an active shooter situation. Oh, oh wow. Just, wow. Why not? I mean, you know, they're going to they're going to fool with us. I'm going to fool with them. Um, Mark Vale saying fool around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> And then we've got, uh, well, the opinions are flowing as Nebraska football has announced and introduced their alternate uniforms for 2023. The Shane Falco alternates. They're here, baby. Honoring 100 years of Memorial Stadium and referencing a couple of things. First year Memorial Stadium, Oklahoma came in. They wore red. Nebraska also had red uniforms, so they didn't want people to be confused, so they wore blue, and so... There is a little blue outline on the numbers of the jerseys that also makes it red, white, and blue. Well, it also makes me wonder if people are going to see the jersey and not understand the actual nod towards the first game at Memorial Stadium and think it's just Nebraska football supporting police departments with the thin blue line. Maybe, or just the kind of the American patriotic yeah, thing, just, which, oh, there's which little, I think is supposed to be baked into it as well. There is. Now, I, I, do, I do like on the outside of the of the arms, outside of the shoulders, how they have those inscriptions that are on the four pillars uh, that, that you go all the way around, one of them being the uh, in the deed, the glory, those different things. Right. I, I like that part. Now, I'd just like to say, in, it, unless you have some high-powered binoculars at the game, if you are attending the game itself, it's going to look like a regular old jersey. You're, you're going to have no idea that it's any different. <laughs> Which is kind of they did that uh, what a couple of years ago with the 1997. Was that last year or two years ago? They did the 1990s, the anniversary of the 97 team, and they had the mesh looking numbers. Oh yeah, that, which again from. If you were watching it from a long ways away, you couldn't, you couldn't see it on the big screen. You, you couldn't tell if it was different. If you got the uh, Ultra 4K, 5K uh, view, you can see it. If, if you're clearly, watching in VR, yeah. If you're if you're yeah. you're doing that, but yes, the the people who are going to have the strongest opinions on this are the people who are 18 inches away from the players. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's, uh, listen, I don't have a strong. Uh, here, here's this is a really this is an old man take that I've got, but they've had too many alternate jerseys where on TV or at the game, I can't read the numbers. Think back to the, what was, what were those ones that had like the chrome numbers? There was ones again, yes, one against Illinois one year. Mm-hmm. Um I think one against Northwestern one year in Lincoln 2015, I think, where the numbers were just <laughs> almost impossible to read from <laughs> from anywhere again on TV or in the stadium. And so, I'm a very practical person now. If you look, you want to go out, you want to do some 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 new things. Don't make it so crazy that it looks goofy, and just let me be able to see the numbers. That's really all I care here at this point. <laughs> You're just a numbers and guy, win the game. You? That's just all. Just a numbers guy. Yeah. So I'm not getting I'm not getting too fired up about this whole thing. They're they're not awful. I was just hoping that. We, <laughs> wow, what a, no, 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 what a way to like, describe. Well, it. there there have been some awful ones. That's the reason that you got to lead with there, that. There have. Yeah. To me, they're not awful. It's not just it's not a giant leap. 
for something that that's an alternate. But I can understand because there is so much history with Nebraska football. And yeah, when when you're honoring Memorial Stadium and you go back a hundred years, a lot of stuff has happened since then. So they they kept it kind of clean and then just gave subtle nods here and there. I get it. They've done that twice now. They've done that a few times actually with the with with some of their historical alternatives. I feel like they probably have gotten enough gotten enough blowback from you know whenever 2011 to 2019 <laughs> and the alternates that they did then and the more crazy ones that they've decided to go a lot more conservative on these mm-hmm. things for the most part and just avoid some of the blowback that came along with it when you go a little bit more dramatic on the whole thing like me people like me who took complain about not being able to see the numbers so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is. Uh, if you haven't seen them, we have the photos up at KLIA.com. I thought, does the which game? I know there's a date on Northwestern. The, the Northwestern game, October twenty first, because that in the the reason before they even sent out the press release that we knew that is because they'd already labeled that as the game that they're celebrating the hundredth okay. an, anniversary. All right. Um. So there you go. Another. It, we're we're just going through the the regular car wash line of the regular off season topics. I've assume in the next few days we'll talk about whether or not the tunnel walk should be replaced Ooh, well uh, they've already started working on the other tunnel that's true they got a new tunnel maybe it's time for a new song we haven't discussed that yet this year still have 15 more days to break these things apart until we understand the, the actual game coach rule uh, went to his bank yesterday to get his quarterback older reason i did that it's national joke day Ah, oh, that's good. Well, you should have told the joke. Though. Well, local. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, boom. I did it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. T- tell him that again. Should have, should have told the joke then. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks. All right, we got to check a sports. I forget that I have this coming next. <laughs> we got to. <laughs> you need to do that sometimes when I don't know that Mark's telling a telling a joke, and I'm thinking about yes, the answer to his question. <laughs> It's very rhetorical. <laughs> All right, it's 626. Got to check a sports coming up next on KLIN. Your home for intelligent conversation and informed analysis. Please stick to the facts. 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. From Broadcast House. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 636, 62 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. 
Caleb, I think we're going to, uh, since it's Wednesday here, I usually address this at this time during the show, and we're, uh, we've not declared anything Yeah, this yet. is kind of decision time. Probably. I think maybe we ought to have one, one last general week here for Request Line Friday to open it up again. Yep, one last open one. Let the people yep. just make their own decisions. I've got, I've got an idea for the Friday after, um, and then we'll see what we're going to do on the Friday after the first Husker game. So we'll do one. This is the final general Request Line Friday for... 2023 probably and then next week will be the last full request last line friday and then potentially a we'll hybrid one again. for september 1st yeah we'll see what we're uh we're going to do there so if you've had a song you just haven't been able to get on haven't been able to find a uh topic for then uh this might be your day to get that one on so you yeah, can send it, those in now whatever you want and you can theme it yourself uh, send in a note it, it, you could do back to school for yourself you, you could do the how you feel going into volleyball's got the red white scrimmage how you feel halfway through fall camp when it's open it's whatever you guys want and you just tell us why you're requesting it there you go so texo songs in now to 402-479-1400 again get in on it because there isn't going to be a lot of uh a lot of time left to be doing request line fridays once we get the football season started uh all right with that said it is time to get in to the sound off and so let's get started with that today, uh, we are going to start today with an anniversary. One year ago, the Inflation Reduction Act passed. Congress signed by the, uh, by the president, very partisan basis. Some people were celebrating. Some people were being strongly critical of it. But nonetheless, it's been around a year. And now discussions coming around on, hey, what has this accomplished after one year of this? One year since it was signed into law, President Biden says the Inflation Reduction Act is achieving the vision of Bidenomics. My plan is leading to a boom. They call a boom in manufacturing and manufacturing investment, as you're seeing right here in this factory. President highlighted job growth in places like Milwaukee, speaking from a plant specializing in energy conversion. The Inflation Reduction Act was improved by a slim Democratic majority, authorizing nearly $800 billion in clean energy projects and an IRS workforce increase. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other top congressional Democrats will celebrate the first anniversary here later today. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right. Um... By the way, does he say manufacturing? Manufacturing. I, I, I said it once and I thought it was just a slip up, but he said it twice there. It does not say manufacturing. Yeah, the, the first he half of the word is manifesto. M- the last half of the word is manufacturing. Manuf- manufacturing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so... So there you go. Uh, you're going to be probably hearing more about that today. And the uh, people who like it, people who don't like it, are going to say their piece on that whole thing coming up as well. Uh, other things that we've got going on. Well, uh, about a month or so ago, a month and a half ago, you had the Supreme Court ruling that derailed the Biden administration's plan to give significant sweeping student loan debt forgiveness Mm -hmm. to borrowers and the supreme court said hey not in your purview uh in the executive branch to do this under the law where you cited that you did have the authority to do it and so that was nixed and then the biden administration came out with a new plan that was a little smaller in scale in terms of some of the people that it helped it had to do with 
sort of going back and making some changes to some calculations of time and dollars that were involved in a certain subset of loans that were paid off over a long period of time. And as happened the first time around, it was then challenged in court. And that came to a conclusion for now, yesterday, and this time the result was a different one. The Federal Education Department is discharging $39 billion in student loans held by 804,000 borrowers who have been making payments for at least 20 years. President Biden ordered a revamping of the income-driven repayment plan, arguing tens of thousands of borrowers were not getting credit they should have because of errors and administrative failures. Two conservative organizations sued, saying the rulemaking process used by the administration ran afoul of federal requirements. A federal judge rejected the lawsuit, concluding the organizations lacked standing to sue. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right, so this, which I wondered if that was going to be a, Something that was a a concern in the in the other one, standing issues on that, but that did not end up being the case. But it is here, and so for the time being, this has got the okay of the court because there's nobody who's got standing to be a plaintiff in the case at this point. Now, one of the, one of the interesting things about this too is, do people know if this is them <laughs> exactly? I mean, I like <laughs> right. I, I don't. They talk about these income-based repayment plans, and I honestly don't. I think in the beginning of like my student loan, I think it was, but I don't know. If I, don't, I know the, I, the the income-based driven uh, repayment plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know that's what mine was. Okay, I, but I, I, you know what? At the beginning, I think it was. But I guess that, that was, means it still is. I just don't. That was I don't three know. years ago. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I honestly don't. I don't know. So. It might be helping people, but they may or may not be aware of it and um, those recalculations that they're doing on that. So I guess wait and see. <laughs> I guess uh, kind of wait and see. But nonetheless, that is uh, that is a lie for the time being, at least. Um, man, the stories from Maui and Hawaii are just, oh. boy, they are, they are heartbreaking and they are terrible right now. And... They are going through now the processes in the aftermath of all of the damages that have been done, not only to properties, but you had a significant human life with this as well. A mobile morgue has been brought in, and of the 106 confirmed dead, only five have been identified. Officials here say it is going to be a painstakingly slow process of identifying the dead. People here on the island are being encouraged to give DNA samples to help identify loved ones as search crews continue to comb through the rubble in Lahaina. More than 2,200 Hundred buildings in the town have been damaged or destroyed by the fire, the majority of them homes. Meanwhile, there have been reports of developers contacting fire victims asking to buy their burned out properties. Hawaii's governor considering a moratorium on land sales in the aftermath of the fire. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, they call, you're saying it's a, uh, a wildfire, but I mean, it let, this jumped out of the, the wild area, the wild land, so to speak. And it was just, I mean, it's like became an urban firestorm, essentially. And it was a tinderbox as soon as it got into the urban area. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen some of these as as well over the last, uh, you know, the, I, I almost forgot about this, but Boulder, Colorado, remember that one mm-hmm. back in, in 2021, which started out in vegetation, makes a jump to a, 
like a shopping center then at that point destroyed over a thousand homes yeah during that one and we and we see more for here in kind of the plain states and in more of the the rural and ag areas you see so many of the just the fields on fire and going man that 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 is rough because you, you see how much how much those are burning how much damage that's that's costing the the farmers and ranchers but for the most part now they, they, it does does hit a few buildings through there and obviously it does damage but for the most part that's not hitting specific places where it's home after home after home mm-hmm. business after business and that's all it did in Maui is, is yeah. it, it got into the community and just started laying waste. just starts using it for fuel instead of Instead of slowing up yeah, or anything yeah, like the, that. that. That sort of thing. Um, which it, which makes me wonder because here, like when you get out into out into the sand hills or in western Nebraska, and that tends to be where you've seen more of the the grass fires, but you've seen grass fires around here too. When the fire departments react to it and you start to put down you start to put down the burn lines and you mm-hmm. start to see, okay, now there's there's dirt here, they've wet this grass, or they've just started to burn ahead of it so it burns into itself. I don't know what those procedures are like out on the islands. Yeah. You know, like like how how much do they have where it's a lot more of an enclosed space and it's not exactly a big wide open area like you get with the grass fires here. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Right there's not there's not a lot of room mm-hmm. basically in that situation. Uh it is now the largest um human loss because of a fire in over a century. Wow surpassed the campfire, which incinerated 18,000 home and structures and claimed 85 lives. And as of yesterday, I, I can't remember what the clip had that we played, but right around 100 people. And guys, I think that's that's probably going to be a small number compared to what it ends up being well, after I, another week or two. I had heard, and maybe it was in one of the clips yesterday, but... Because there are so many people still missing and they're trying to identify people, they're asking people that if you if you have a family member that's missing to, right. to like donate saliva. Yeah, that's so what they just said in that, that clip. Yeah, man, that that how scary is that? Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the stories are probably more horrendous than we than, can than even anything imagine, we actually hear honest. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just a, it's an overall just a, such a a sad terrible story for that part of the country as well. And there'll be a lot of healing that needs to happen now on that. Um, turning the page to another topic here. I don't going to the uh, going to the doctor now, uh, at most places at least it is it is for me and probably a lot of you in the major systems that are here in Lincoln. Now involves right these these basically web pages that you've got that's sort of your hub for your medical care. Any appointments come in on that? Any of those things? One of the options that you've got on there too. Now, which. I've utilized, I'm sure a lot of people have utilized, is the ability to do messaging with your doctor or their staff, mm-hmm. where you send not a true email, but essentially a message through through the website, the personalized website that you've got with any questions that you've got. And it's actually been, re- because a lot, a lot of times you call medical places like that and to end up getting someone on the phone that can help you with that sort of thing is not always the most clear-cut procedure. Mm-hmm. And so I've always thought that that's really nice. That said, you may and and I used to be a uh, an attorney who was charging billable hours that included every time I was on a phone call. Mm-hmm. 
those may not be a free part of your service Ooh. anymore. At least that is the trend in some medical facilities. Online messages have become a popular backdoor for patients to talk to their doctors, but the Mayo Clinic's getting ready to charge for some of those messages. The Star Tribune reports the healthcare system will begin warning patients this week their messages could result in charges of up to $50 if Mayo doctors respond with diagnostic information. It made the decision after seeing a 132% jump in patient messages recently. The Mayo Clinic is the latest large U.S. healthcare system to start billing for online messaging. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. That's your Healthcare Plus subscription. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The premium, the premium uh, health insurance gets you 100 free messages. <laughs> for for a lot I of suppose. these, why can't they? Because I know it, it's it's about getting in touch with a with a doctor or somebody that can help you with a diagnosis. How have they not built an AI for for a large portion of that? Maybe that's maybe that's coming at some point. I'm sure you know, I'm sure something down that road is. But man, it is so not, it is so many experiences with professionals. The ability to communicate with them that way is so helpful to be able to to do that. Uh, especially when a phone conversation is not accessible mm-hmm. or easy to have for a variety of reasons, just the ability to to do that. We, I think I'd like to have that in more places, not fewer <laughs> at this point. And yeah. I know people va- value, cor- rightfully so, value the face-to-face experience mm-hmm. and obviously the employment, but there are just so, ma- so many dang things that it's like if I could just, like, just text them. Right. Yeah. Like just text them with this one question and they would reply. Um, that would be nice. Well, and that's one of the things that I love that my wife works at a pediatrics office because there are times that we have a question and our doctor for our daughter is literally my wife's coworker. So right. sometimes she'll just be like, hey, we kind of noticed this and she'll send a picture and she'll be like, yeah. Oh yeah. She's fine. I'm See, like, yep. okay, we're, we're good with that. That's great to have at a pediatrician. <laughs> we've got, we've got a veterinarian in our family. Yeah. So that's how we use our Well, yeah. With as connection. much as Reggie is like a goat. Just yes, eating we've had socks. To, we've had several of those <laughs> situations. Isn't it great when you've got an expert who you can text? Yes. An expert on text that you happen to have the relationship with. I would love to have an entire network of experts on my text address. Book. Wait a minute. A plumber, is, right? A is this lawyer. Where, when we're building our perfect neighborhood? Yes. The, the, <laughs> all the people that you want in your perfect neighborhood. <laughs> yes. That's true, but you want them all to be available by text as well as just oh. knocking on their door. Yeah, not so. not that just whatever that. What's that, I need, what's that neighbor group where people go to complain? Next of? door. Next door. Yeah. Yeah, not not just next door. We I want right. you direct on my IMS. I mean, honestly, they ought to develop an app where you've got you've got a doctor, you got a plumber, you got an electrician, you got an accountant, you got a lawyer, you got a veterinarian, you got a I don't know recipe expert, cook <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like the Butterball helpline. Yeah, you've got a, you got like twenty to thirty of all of the experts that you need for anything. You can just text them. That'd be awesome. It'd be great. It'd be great. I ought to make that. <laughs> Uh, Wait, isn't that just Angie's list? I don't know. Did you did you just I, recreate Angie's? List? I don't know because I don't even know what that is. I've heard it, but I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, all right, let, we're gonna finish this uh, on this one, which is, I mean, it is very rare, you guys, that even probably too extensively in sports casts that we would talk about the NBA, especially in the off season. 
But this is an exception because you got so excited about this. this. Is a I is the NDA is doing something completely different that uh, <laughs> pro leagues have not done in the United States, but European and international soccer leagues have done a lot, which is have in season tournaments that are separate mm-hmm. from or or in this, this case integrated with the regular season, and the NBA is going to try and try and get their TV numbers up in November and December mm-hmm. when they're competing with football by doing what a lot of countries do when it comes to soccer. Yeah, you've seen a little bit of it with soccer here, and I believe the WNBA just actually wrapped yeah, up they, theirs. Yeah, they do it too, so here's a little bit more on that. There will be six groups of five teams each, three groups in the East and three more in the West. Group play consists of 60 games. Each team will play four group games on Tuesdays and Fridays in November, except on election night. The six group winners and two wild cards will compete in the quarterfinals in early December. The semifinals and the final will be played in Las Vegas. There will be $18 million in prize money available. Players with standard contracts on the winning team will get $500,000 each, and every game except the title contest will also count in the regular season standings. Bob Mortali, Fox yeah. News. So they got to keep the teams interested in this. So they, A, are the, the wins and losses count in the standings, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're giving them cash prizes if they win the whole thing. Yeah. So the players stay personally invested in this little thing. So Well, and I think the count, because there's, there's the pro and the cons to counting stuff into the standings, but a good part of that is if it didn't count in the standings, some of your stars immediately look oh, at those as 100%. rest games. Yep. Uh, yeah, especially in the NBA. They do that when games do count. I know, so, but I mean, because those count and it's kind of a, this little tournament, look for some of those games around those to be potential rest games. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing works. I think it's a, a pretty good innovative deal that might uh, it's not going to blow people away, but it'll it'll bring a little bit more interest. It has hard, my curiosity for how it turns out and how much interest it draws. It's hard to care about that league in that time of the year, even if you're a casual fan. Could have just ended the sunset. It's hard to care about that it league. It is sometimes. 654, we'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Auction pitch out to the side. It's a touchdown. Nebraska. Think. 1499.3 KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. You know, I think on my network of professionals that I'm putting together to reach via text, maybe we should also have a police officer as well. (laughs) Not a bad idea. That'd be good. Just some advisory questions on, you know, what might be okay and not okay. I, I appreciate that. I would like a professional on how to deal with a teenager that goes back to school. Oh. I remember being able to wake up this little girl with the tickle monster every day oh, to get her excited to go to school. Yeah. And now I don't want to walk past her room. Yeah. I, so, there's no more tickle monster? No. We, <laughs> no. No. Now, our, now I've got, I, I had that problem for a lot of years, and now we've uh, he's been shipped off to college where he is going to have to uh, wake up on his own, which will be... It'll be interesting. Teach me your ways, yeah, sir. We'll see. You can be my expert. We'll see. It's not, I don't know if there's a way. There's just like, well, you got to do it now. Good uh, luck. So I woke I, up our two-year-old from a nap yesterday, and her first words were, let me sleep. And I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. But yeah. wait, how'd you wake her up? Was it Tickle Monster or no Tickle Monster? <laughs> there are times that she'll say, don't touch me. Okay. <laughs> wow. She's going to be a sleeper in her. I'll tell you that right. <laughs> Welcome. 
Welcome to my world, sir. So I don't know if she's two or twelve. <laughs> I knew right away that my oldest was a sleep a sleeper in her, and my youngest is an early riser, and it still is that way to that day. When they're <laughs> eighteen and thirteen. Both of my daughters could sleep for eighteen hours yeah, in a shot. It, yep. it didn't matter what it was. Eighteen hours. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with Crime Stoppers oh, today. You want to talk about work today? Yeah, we need to. We'll uh, how about we do two-day drive? Uh, suspect here stole a vehicle around the UNL campus, uh, 38th and Merrill. Takes off in a gold Chevy HHR, and we found it a few days later in the neighborhood east of 70th and Holdridge. Uh, got a pretty good shot of the suspect, and that's the actual vehicle on the, on the website there. Uh, the next one is Bags and Bags and Bags. This one, honestly, is a little reminiscent of what's going on on the West Coast with the flash mobs and all that stuff. Uh, employee at Dillard's and Gateway Mall had some high-dollar purses unlocked. Three suspects kind of swooped in, took off with 11 purses, and I didn't realize purses were worth this much. $11,000 loss. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, they just had them get them all out. They're all sitting there, and then somebody. I haven't watched the video them, so. or, or looked at the yeah. case much, but it sounds like they just grabbed like. them right off the shelf, and away yeah. we go. All right. People uh, want to help out. How can they do that? Or if they can help out? <laughs> well, if you can help out, go look at all the stores at LincolnCrimestoppers.com. Leave an anonymous tip there. Call us at 402 475 3600. Might qualify for a cash reward. There you go. All right. Thank you very much, Chad. I appreciate it. We'll Thank talk you to you next week. All right. Hey, it's What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday. That's coming up. We're going to start airing our grievances here in just a few minutes. Your chance to get in on that. The text line, 402-479-1400. Or we'll open, the, open up the phone lines for you, too. 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 62 degrees in the capital city on KLIN, and it's Wednesday, middle of the week, and you know what that means here on this show. That means it is what chaps your hide Wednesday. We afford you the opportunity to come on the air via phone, via text, via Facebook page, and spill your guts. Well, to the extent that your guts include eh, that little thing that really ticks you off, gets you in a bad mood, and... It may not be justified, to be honest. You may be overreacting, but it's okay here. It's all okay here. This is a safe space for getting it off your chest, saying, yeah, I get really upset about this. This bothers me. And then we move on, and we throw it away, and we move on throughout our day collectively. 
and what an army of pleasant people we create in this community through what Chapshire on Wednesday. So let's get started with that today. Uh, phone lines are open. In fact, they're filling up 402-479-1400. Our text line, I, I should say, is down right now. So if you text yes, us currently at the moment, or if you did in the last 15 minutes, we are not ignoring you. We're having some technical difficulties with the text line. So you might want to call us or get on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. So Let's go to the phones and see what people are thinking about today. We will start with Mike first. Good morning, Mike. What chaps your hide today? Well, Jack, I'm just going to call them Lincoln Lemming drivers. Okay. And I'll give you an example. <laughs> heading south on 27th Street, and you're hitting Highway 2, yep. Nebraska Parkway. Thank you. Please use the current name, as, please. As, Thank you. As, as it, Okay, is that just north of Old Jenny? <laughs> thank anyway, you, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, so you got two lanes going south, and inevitably you'll have twelve cars in the left lane, yes, and one car in the right lane. So the two cars in the left lane are blocking, so you can't get any further up. To go across Nebraska Parkway, yes, and you you have to sit through another light, yes, yes. I'm telling you, every I am telling you, Nebraska drivers, and this is building on what Mike says uh, in terms of the Lemming drivers. Any time, and I can think of several places where you've got two lanes, and then across an intersection, it's going to merge into one lane. Get in, get in the lane, get in the lane where there's nobody in. Because, and that's not necessarily what you're talking about here, I know, but no, but no, it's no, no, but no. it's the it's the thing it's the lemming mentality that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just oh, he's in this lane, I got to follow him, and then right. you delay everybody else getting through the intersection. Yep, yep. And that doesn't make me very happy, but I'm I'm better now. Good, so, I knew but, it. Thanks, Jack. That's what well, we do. Well, well, Mike, Mike, before thanks. you before you go, uh, I'm just checking the traffic cam there, 27th and Nebraska Parkway, and it's the same situation. <laughs> Mark's <laughs> confirming it's still happening. Yep. Okay, 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 thank you, Mark. You got live fact check. I love that he didn't say Cheney or Cheney. He he said Cheney. Yeah, he made up a third third (laughs) version. Uh, Yes, I'm talking about the the two major ones that I seem to encounter, but I'm sure they're all over the place, is, and I talk about this intersection all the time, so excuse me for talking about it again, but 56th and normal, going up eastbound past Gear Library, uh, uh, in the afternoon drive, yep, and there the the left lane is backed up all the way to forty eighth, and there's nobody in the right lane because why? Because it merges, right? Just across the intersection. I can't believe more people don't get in that right lane and just figure out a way to get in and merge, but they don't. They'll wait through to avoid doing that. They'll wait through three lights. The other place it happens seventieth and O going northbound uh, during the same time of day afternoon. Because it merges into one lane on North 70th Street. And so the left lane backed up so far that you can't get in the left turn lane. Yet nobody there. You can get right up to the light on the right lane. And every time I do it, every time I do it, I get up there. Somebody lets me in. And it's fine. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be encouraging people to do this. It would be at my own cost. (laughs) Because I would no longer have this free pass to get up there and go in front of 40 cars stacked up one after the other. But it is weird. He's right. There is this mentality where 
Oh, I can't get him. Can't get him that lane. How, how will I ever get back to the left? Well, turn your blinker on, uh, or wait, or a natural gap. After the light turns green, there's always a natural gap that you can get in on at all those places. But whatever. And then we're gonna have people talking about the zipper merge again here pretty soon, which is kind of just what I'm doing there. All right, back to the phones. Debbie is next. Good morning, Debbie. What chaps your hide today? Mm, good morning, gentlemen. Just a comment on what Mike said and what you said. If I'm in that left lane and somebody's in that right lane, I'm gunning it. I'm not letting them cut. In front <laughs> That's of me. fine, Debbie, because for every there might be five people like that, but there's always someone who will let me in. If it's not you, it's the nice person behind you. She's no longer number one, Debbie. She's now F one, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. For, I know. for Formula One. For Formula One. Yes. yes. <laughs> I got. I got you, Debbie. Good thing is everyone is not like that. Yeah, but what I'm calling about, I wanted to compliment you. This is, I know it's check your hat on guys winning, winning the broadcasters award last week. I think that's wonderful, especially Caleb. But what will chap my hide is if Jack, you train him so well that he gets recruited away because he really adds so much to your yep, morning we, show. We try and keep him mediocre, so that, <laughs> we try and keep him just a little mediocre. No, in all seriousness, that's I'm glad you pointed that out, Caleb. Uh, did win Best Sportscast again here at the Nebraska Broadcasters Association Awards yesterday, and so he does a great job here. So we're very proud to have him, and I agree with you, Debbie. Same okay, same good. thing. So thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate okay, it. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. I don't agree with what you're... On that same let, topic, let me in, Debbie. Let me just let me in. What's a good, come on? Let on, me the, in. on that same topic, what does chat my height is? Yeah, just a week ago, I did win best sports cast in the state of Nebraska. And what did you do last hour? Well, we don't usually put this stuff in our sports cast. I think I'm making fine decisions here, Jack. I was not that, dude, that was not telling you that you needed to put NBA news Same. in the sports cast in August. That was not advice. That thanks was for rem- thanks for reminding me, Debbie. That was not okay. F one Debbie. Yeah, if you think if you think that was me saying I want more NBA in my August sports cast instead of Husker football news, you are sadly mistaken. Back to the oh, phones. Now he's a broadcast critic Ooh. too. Ba- back to the phone. Scott, not Molly. Scott, what do you got for us today? Good morning. Okay, you guys can hear me, right? Yes. Yes. You can understand me, right? Mostly, yes. I well, okay. I, I'm speaking English. I think we can establish that. Yes. Why can't my stupid phone understand me? <laughs> I was driving home Monday. Coming home, I try and text my voice text. My wife's saying, on my way home. Those exact words. First time I get, hang up your phone. <laughs> so I delete it, try it again. On my way home. Delete your email. <laughs> If these are smart devices and this AI is taking over the world, I don't think I'm too worried. (laughs) It's getting worse, isn't it? The voice-to-text stuff, I swear, is getting worse year to year. It's amazing. I am completely with you, Scott. I have the same thing. And the dumbest thing is I'll get so frustrated with it, even if I'm not driving, I'm trying to voice-text, my kids will make fun of me, because I will continue to work on the voice-text, getting it right, instead of just breaking down and typing out the message that I'm trying to send. I'm just that stubborn. I see you guys in the morning on my streaming. And just so you know, you're not K-L-I-N. You're Quinn. <laughs> yes, I know that. And I've experienced that, too. <laughs> I, I've gotten Irish music. I've gotten country music. I've gotten rap stars. I I, I don't understand how Quinn equals this. Well, okay, Friday, I understand how you equals Friday, Yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah. 
All right, I share your frustration, Scott. Thank you very much. Have a good have a good day. Hopefully, you don't send any inaccurate texts. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three. Clint. Serious, terrible. The, the it's just I I have got it is it is re, it's seriously getting worse. The amount of mistranslated things that I have now, I feel like are more than I did three years ago with using those things. And do I use voice text more than I need to? According to my kids and according to Caleb, yes, I use voice text a lot because that's a technology designed to make things more efficient. And so I default that way. But time after time, and then, I mean, now I've kind of got the reputation in my family, though, that, oh, it's a dad text. Some some word is completely <laughs> wrong in there, and we've got to interpret that. So I just I go along. Sometimes I just don't even mess with trying to fix it. Just like, oh, you guys will figure. You guys, it out. you'll figure it out. Yep. There's there's always that line. There's always that line. You evaluate a text. You're going to see is the stuff that is not right in there. Either the typos or the voice to text errors. Is it ruinous enough to the text that it will be unintelligible to the recipe recipient of? The yeah. Text? There there are enough other there's there's enough other context clues within the rest of the text message. Yes. Yes. Uh, before it crashes again, oh, you got it the, up. the text okay. line is up. Moshpit Chad says, what chaps my hide? Rich men north of Richmond? I don't know what that means. Oh, it's that. I didn't know about this until now. Oh, God. You know what? We need more culture wars about people we did not have any idea who they were a week ago. Oh. This is that once again. Okay. It's a country, like a country song by some, uh, by some artist, and... He's talking about how difficult it has been, and I'm, I've never heard it. I've just read about it, so pardon me if I'm not summarizing it right. So you might want to Google it if you're talking about but basically kind of talking about the plight of, of uh, people. It's hard to make ends meet, and then you know talks about the government over taxation, talks about people getting public benefits that shouldn't be on public benefits. Um, apparently it's resonated with a lot of people. Apparently it's also made some people mad. There are all these debates about this thing. And again, I'm, I'm with mosh pit, Chad. I do not need new fights over people that I didn't know who they were a week ago in my life. Yeah. Get famous first. Try that in a medium sized town. Yes. At least. (laughs) Can we at least have people get famous first before they advertise a beer or put out a song that's supposed to make me mad? (laughs) I mean, come on. Uh, Becca says what chaps my hide. TV networks that start and end shows a minute or two after the hour so the DVR oh. catches. And the $20,000 winner is Black Screen. <laughs> oh. Don't they, see, I, I, haven't, I haven't had too many problems. I think YouTube TV, that's what I have. I think it you kind of adjust for that somehow. Wow, okay, sorry, money bags. Not all of us have that. <laughs> YouTube TV. It's not listen. Easy you're with the, your affluent East Lincoln. Stop it. You're the one who has HBO. I've never had that in my life. <laughs> or Max or whatever it's called right now. My mom pays for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about oh, right. Sharing passwords, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, it was part of our Christmas gift. Oh, okay. That, that we wow. get a streaming service. Wow, it has Sesame it. Street, okay? Jeez, wow, sad. You're a grown man. Um, who will accept you're a, gifts. You're a grown man who wins awards for his sportscast. It's time to pay for your own TV services. I do pay for some. <laughs> I can't pay for all of them. Uh, all right. Is that all for the text? Um, as I scroll here. Because I've got some here on the Facebook page. Uh, how about the the parking police downtown issuing tickets to the new students and their parents moving into Lincoln? 
Oh, oh, Ryan said oh, that one. Oh, 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 thank you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, this triggered something in here. Thank you for reminding me that uh, because I happen to be one of the victims of a parking ticket that I believe was unjust this week. So I hope Park and Go Parking Services or whatever it is is, is listening. We took my son out to eat after we moved him in on Monday. And so we parked downtown at a meter. I get out. I get out with my card and my app, wondering, not knowing which one I'll be able to use, ready to pay what I owe to park there, okay? I get there, and the parking meter still has an hour and 15 minutes on it. What do you do in that situation? Add some quarters. Stop. Get it up no, to you two don't. It. Nobody does. I do. Okay, Mark, you were a bad person to ask then. What do you do in that situation, cor- Caleb? I carry rolls of quarters in my truck. Just I know that. I'm eating. I'm, I know. I'm, I know we're going to be gone in less than an hour. Oh, I, if it's going to be less than an hour, yeah, I'm not adding anything. I'm not either. I got. I came back and there was still time on it. There was still like 20 minutes on the thing. It had the green light blinking, and I got a ticket. And what I think happened is the person who paid. I think they might have paid by app, and they had a different license number than I did, and so they realized I didn't pay, but I was relying on the previous person to pay, and therefore I got a ticket. And here's the here's the crap of it: like I wanna I wanna you know get back to my lawyering ways and and challenge this thing, but for ten bucks I sort of, I sort of also don't want to mess with it, and I just want to get it over with. So I just went on and paid that thing, despite the injustice. That was happening there. If that's a rule that you can't, I mean, that's one of the joys in life is getting to a parking meter where someone's already covered the time on it. And you're taking that away from us. That's why I use quarters. Again, I use the app. I could have used quarters or the app or the car. That's not the point. No, no, they, they, when you use the quarters, they don't track your license. Yeah. So do you think that's what happened? The person before me used the app? Probably. And so. Yeah, you're right. If they had used quarters, if they had used a different payment, yep. you're exactly right. It wouldn't have mattered. That's stupid. If it's been paid for, Come the spot on. is available to use. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You listen. I go to a restaurant. Somebody buys their burger and decides they're not going to eat it and just leaves it out. I can have that burger. Right. I don't have to. Right. I, I, mean, a, I feel like that was a really bad example no, yeah, of, of no, a way for something to be left over. <laughs> no, they decided, Sorry, you went to a hey, Burger King and someone sat by themselves. I, went, ordered, I took one bite hey, of this Whopper and I don't want it I brought my family here. No, when we just got one extra cheeseburger, we don't want it. Do you want it? And the, and I and I will say, yes, I would like that. That's great. I'm hungry. I was going to buy some, but now I'll just have that one. Burger King isn't going to step in and be like, actually, actually. Everyone you has to you pay. You don't get to enjoy that Yes, one. we get to double earn for the burgers, right, if you eat them. So you get to eat that, but then you have to pay us for it, and we get double paid for that burger. Wow, way to go, Ryan. <laughs> but, you're, but you're helping Lincoln Public Schools when you pay your parking tickets. I am? Yep. So I go to LPS? Yep, part of it. All right. It's fine. I paid it. I paid it, but I wanted to Perry Mason that thing. You know, you're keeping up your law, law-breaking ways. I think they probably... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, look what a criminal I've been lately. Parked in a meter that had time on it, and I had some plastic broken out of my backlight. For years. Yes, for years. But it's been red taped over, and it was legal. The tape just faded. All right, at 726, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Traffic. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get things started today with number five. Governor Jim Pillen picked Dr. Steve Corsi as the acting CEO. Uh, he is currently the acting CEO of the Central Wyoming Counseling Center. On September 11th, he'll be the next head the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services. He replaced Annette Smith, who moved on into the private uh, category at a national park. Yeah, um, <laughs> this could be an... This could be an... Normally, these sort of... I'd call them cabinet level. I don't think they're called that in the governor's office, but these appointees to head the executive branch agencies are... I mean, they've been fairly non-controversial for the most part. In, in Lincoln, maybe somebody will remind me of one that's not, but for the most part, including at HHS. Um, but this one, it feels like maybe is going to be a little bit more contentious, especially once the legislature gets in session as well. Um, Nebraska Examiner lays, uh, lays out some of the things that are brought up here, some controversy during the time in Missouri related to collecting paychecks from state agencies. You've had a lot of people that have been going through the tweets that he's liked uh, and pointed out that he's liked tweets that are espousing positions with regard, you know, with regard to um, with regard to gender issues, with regard to COVID, um, those sorts of things that some people have found questionable as well. So and then there are people pointing uh, to the degrees that he's got as well and saying, hey, or one of them in particular, and saying, hey, this is uh, this is from a degree mill, essentially, and not a, it's a for-profit degree mill and not uh, something that is a particularly legit degree as well. So he's getting a lot of critique from, I think, a fairly small group of people. I don't think a lot of people are following this incredibly closely. But the question is... Um, what is this going to mean when we get to the legislature legislative session? Because I believe he needs to be confirmed by the legislature. He does. Uh, and all I can say is that these issues will probably go down about the way uh, the, the votes went down uh, on the uh, abortion bill. And it'll probably go. Oh, yeah. We know how everything's going to yeah. go for the most part. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, for better or worse, I guess we know how everything's going to No, I think you're probably right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. It'll be interesting to see if there are concerns shared among a significant number of legislature legislators on this or not. I know Megan Hunt has been the one who's been speaking out so far on this. We'll see if there are others. But yeah, and, and it'll get that. raucous. And it, uh, I mean, they've already said that he's going to be rejected. Some one of the legislators did. But yeah, that was you know until they take the vote. Senator Megan Hunt who said that. Okay, until they take the vote, you know he's he's acting hip. Yes. So there you go. It'll. Uh, yeah, it's a big job too. By the way, very yeah. big job. You, <laughs> I wouldn't want that job. Huge agency. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. Number four. About twenty-six blocks of the Telegraph District are now included in the Downtown Business Enhancement Initiative that already stretches over seventy-five blocks. That all follows approval by the City Council Monday. The Downtown Business Improvement Districts—they're called the BIDS bids were established back in 1989 by downtown property and business owners in cooperation with the Downtown Lincoln Association and the city. So pretty good size expansion, uh, about a third more. Yeah, and this is, um, there, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of attention. There's a lot going into this Telegraph District right now. And we've, we've heard a little bit about, about these things. It feels like you've had a new, a uh, couple of new businesses opening every month or so that are getting some significant traction down there as well it'll be interesting to see how kind of the character of the area develops over the course of the next few years how it's used i this is a short-sighted view i'm sure but right now i kind of mainly think of it as that that mill coffee shop that's there and is incredibly busy at all times which is a very popular place um but what else are you going to have there in terms of destinations for people to go to either to, either in terms of retail restaurants i know you've got i know you've got the uh the barbecue place that is uh there now caleb help me remember the the do you have the name of the barbecue place that just uh, canyon joe's canyon joe's thank you that apparently i've heard lines out the door to get in that place so, right now and not just lines out the door but having to at least from the last that i I'd, I'd heard it really talked about was that they weren't making it super far into the day because they've only got so much equipment and yeah. in, in the, the size of their kitchen. So when they run out, they run out. Yeah. And, that, that, and to me, that gives a feel of some of the Kansas City barbecue places I've been to or the St. Louis barbecue places that you made sure you got up early and you got over there, you got yep. in line because when they were right. gone, they were gone. Yep. So the question will be, well, number one, how will parking be, for me, how is parking going to be down there as that area continues to get more busy for those sorts of destinations? And then two, is there another activity that's near or close by or is it the restaurants and, and retail itself that is the destination? Well, you've got, you've got the area. Antelope Valley, the, you know, some of the parks and, and that's trails. True. Yeah, got foot lot, traffic. Yeah, got a lot more housing going in in that area. You've got other businesses that that are not necessarily retail, but you're going to have a lot more people in that right. area. The Nelnet, right? And that was that was kind of the idea first, is to really make it a hub of residential for people who are working in that area, and, 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 and that's a big part of it too. Really close to Lincoln Eye on that's the south true. side. Yeah, uh, you go north uh, of O. There, this extends up into uh, that area just to the east of. Uh, Antelope Valley yep. uh, uh, area, so you can see, and, and that meshes with more student housing on the north side. Correct, yeah. And of course, we'll have more housing at uh, Pershing location. That's true. And I'm going to talk to the mayor about that in about 
a little under a half hour from right now as well to see what the future is there. But yeah, it's a good point, Mark. And and continuing the housing, the housing in downtown Lincoln, it's still. I walked by again. I would just love to see a graph, and maybe it exists, of the rooms, the residential units, downtown Lincoln, say nineteen ninety to twenty twenty three. Be really interesting to just see exactly how much that's expanded. I was downtown for lunch yesterday, and uh, the, the new apartments that are there, where the uh, Journal Star was. Yeah, uh, I didn't really understand how tall that was until I they've, they've cleaned out Q Street there, um, or is it R? Q, I, I think it is, uh, eastbound by the Grand Mans. That's uh, finally opened up all the lanes. You look up there. Yeah. That is one big project. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of those. They're, they're incredibly significant right now. So, and the, you mentioned, and then I guess the other thing is the new Journal Star building is over in that, in the close telegraph. To that telegraph district yep. too, yep. as well. And and Nelnet, and of course you've got uh, uh, Allo. Yep, they're a mm-hmm. uh, outlet down there, a uh, Nelnet company, of course. Yes. All right, moving on. Number three. 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium coming with an alternate uniform, October 21st against Northwestern. We're all arguing about it because we all hate when things change or they're not enough. I'm actually not arguing about it. I'm the one, I have a very mild opinion on this. Which then makes you argumentative to everyone who is arguing about it. Welcome to the show. They put a blue outline on the numbers and put some of the quotations that are inscribed in Memorial Stadium around the sleeves. I will say this. I really like that part on the sleeves because it's not... It didn't look like in the pictures, and you can see any of the pictures for it if you haven't already at KLIN.com, but I really like those inscriptions with, with the quotes because it's kind of like on this cream, this kind of stone cream color on the sleeves with those inscriptions written on there. And then, yeah, that blue line going around the numbers, and a nod to the very first game back in 1923, October of 1923, that Nebraska played in Memorial Stadium. Oklahoma brought just their crimson jerseys, so Nebraska opted to wear blue that they had on hand so that they could play the game. It's fine. It's fine. That's my take. I, uh, here's what I'm interested in. Can I see the numbers on TV or in the stands? <laughs> the answer with this one is yes. Uh, I think uh, I think someone said to Adidas, said, hey, and, and I think this goes back maybe a couple of the last few alternates. Let's go and said, and said, hey, let's take her down. Let's take her down several notches on the aggressiveness with these things, okay? Because you had the, the tribute to 97... Uh, what was that? A what would it be? A twenty-five anniversary for that, or something, something like that? Where they had the numbers that basically looked like they were mesh numbers. Yeah. Had little. You were in the stadium. You couldn't tell any difference between those. This is another one. Unless you're watching on your your HD TV with close-up shots, or you're right on the field, you're not going to be able to tell that these are any different than the regular for the most part. And I think that's by design. Yeah. I think that I think they don't want people freaking out about them overboard. Trying to get the the reaction that I gave is the one that they're going for. I, I, I think so, so. I mean, by and large. Now they'll have some people who are going to buy stuff because it's new and get merchandise out of it. You're not gonna. You may you may lose the ceiling of the excitement about it, but you're also taking out the floor of the critique for the thing. Now the the replica jerseys don't have the inscriptions written on the sleeves. 
They just oh, have really? those, they just have those as white lines on the sleeves. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that, that's what I said because I could, to me that was one of the coolest parts is you're celebrating Memorial Stadium, actually having those those inscriptions that the the fans have come to know and been so fond of, and then obviously one of them, the most famous, that ends with in the deed the glory. Right. Here's one of the things I don't believe that they haven't. How have they not brought back the like 1971 era jerseys with the double stripes on I them? I agree. I agree. That's the most of Nebraska historic jerseys. That is the most sort of. I would look at that and I would say Johnny Rogers, Jeff Kinney. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at the 97 ones they did like that. Then they did some really old timey, some Guy Chamberlain era ones that I don't remember either. And I wasn't alive in 71, but I've seen the Game of the Century videos so, and all the videos They, they so celebrated much. the 83 team. They did the 83 team. Again, the jerseys really aren't that much. That Those double stripes on the early 70s teams were probably the biggest the biggest change in the jerseys that there's been. You know what How I, have they not worn those yet? You know what? I can't wait until we get to, what will it be, 2027. I want the 25-year throwbacks. Give me those 2 unis. <laughs> Give me the O2 throwbacks, with the, baby. Uh, with the piping down the side, the Jamal Lord era piping yes. down the side. I don't know. I think they're. I think Adidas, Adidas is going to stay conservative. With Wait, if it things, was bad so. the first time, they don't want to don't want to bring it back around. Yeah, I mean, just if you want to see how conservative they've gotten, go look at those very first ones that they wore in like 2012 against Wisconsin. And I think a big reason why why they went so far that route is you were seeing so much of the alternates from Oregon. And yeah. and people were saying, okay, well, if you're going to do alternates, you kind of got it. It's it's all or nothing. And they went way too far to the all, and, and not found. And they haven't found that happy medium. I like the simplicity also of when they just did the black jerseys. Yes, right. Yes, uh, I thought that was. I liked that actually. Uh, just mix a little of that in. Flip the colors on the helmet. Right. Mm-hmm. Just do some a gray face mask. D- d- yeah. D- do some of that stuff. They don't all have to be throwbacks either. Just, I, li- I liked when you had the, the NU just, on the helmet. Nebraska does it. Nebraska does not have a uniform history because they've been consistent. That is conducive to throwbacks. Yes. Particularly well, in my opinion. So, anyway. So much to do about. Uh, a pa- yeah, yeah, Mark's sitting here. He's like, I don't care. And here I am. The beginning of the segment, I was like, yeah, I don't really care about this. By the end, I'm basically yelling about it. Told so. you. Told you. Welcome. Number two. <laughs> Brian Lightpoint getting ready of their gym and spa services. They cite a growing amount of other options in town. Yeah. This, is, uh, in- this has been around for a long time, since 2006. And they're going to close those up. Uh, the... Uh, the fitness services closing at the end of September. The spa at Brian Life Point closing on December 29th. So they're telling people if you've got you've got punch cards or passes or something to uh, get those used up or call to get a refund here. And um, you know, basically, in in Olberding's story about this, the Journal Star, they basically said, "Hey, it's a different atmosphere here in Lincoln in terms of these facilities than it was in 2006 when we opened." And I think primarily citing the anytime fitnesses of the world well and, that that, and, and that genesis sort of and and uh, other now the the email that came out uh, they are offering uh, uh some, some transfers or some special uh things with madonna's uh centered there on uh what is it on? oh yeah that's on pine lake, pine lake. yeah so yep. there, there's a reference there if you're a pine if you're a brian life point fitness member You've got gotcha. some possibilities of getting in on, on longer term. How about that? Lincoln is just so healthy; they got enough gyms now. We got, we got 
more than enough places to work out in the capital city. That, and, and they'll be able to probably do more of their other services out there, which sure, cardiac, yeah. cardiac rehab, yeah. respiratory rehab, things like that. Yeah, it sounded like they were just kind of watching the market and seeing if it was needed and made they, a decision on they that. They do have so. an urgent care center there. So. Yep. All right, uh, moving on. Let's see here. We are at number... Number one. Some uh, American Academy of Pediatrics specialists and experts say teens should sleep later. They say they need to start school later. Average high school start time in the country is 8.07, but about 10% start before 7.30. Either start time likely requires teens to be up by 7. They say be better to have it about 8.30 or later for both middle and high school students. I always still sort of, I always, I always still wonder about the idea of, and I know this isn't going to happen, but what if you did your activities, your practices, those sorts of things in the morning and then had school starting at like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and go until like 5 o'clock instead? Yeah. Or, or, or the, the, the 4 tough, o'clock the, hour? Well, the tough part with that is for the people that don't do activities. They get to sleep in then, like the pediatricians are saying. Well, but if you start your activities, that still cuts into the that, general population sleep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's th- so, that would be some of them, but I don't know. Or or just start, or just go to school 11 to 5 and have activities after that then, maybe. I'm not sure. But Our school time used to be 8.30 to 3.30. Yeah. Period. 8.30 to 3.30? My first my first class when I was in high school was at seven fifty a.m. I do remember that seven fifty eight so. eight fifteen is when the the second bell rang and that meant you yeah. were in class. Yeah, but I don't know. There's always been this mentality that hey, it's good for kids to learn to get up early. In fact, I've sort of preached that in my house over the last few years. Um, but the other thing is to make sure they go to bed earlier. That's another thing too. Yep, that factors in too. I oh, think, okay, it doesn't matter if they go to bed earlier. You tell my daughter to stop talking an hour and a half after she's been laying in there, okay? Stop talking? She's, she's, talking to who? I don't know, okay? And that that in itself is a concern. When she starts saying, no, that's mine, I'm like, I don't know who's trying to steal something from you in there, but they're not showing up on the baby monitor. That's hilarious. I think, honestly, guys, pediatricians, fine. What about adult doctors saying... That adults need to be sleeping in more, huh? Call them up. Normalize starting morning shows at 10 a.m. I think that's called a myth. That's what I say. All right, it's 7.56. I'm glad you're not in news. 65 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 811, welcome in. 62 degrees in the capital city. Actually, bumping that up to 65 now on our way to a... Uh... Warmer, breezy day in the uh, capital city, kind of like a kind of a one-ish day respite on Thursday, and then back into the triple digits Saturday, Sunday, maybe Monday and Tuesday as well. Uh, it's time to talk about what's going on, city of Lincoln, with the mayor of the city of Lincoln, Mayor Lyrian Gaylor Bear joins us right now. Good morning, Mayor. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Jack. I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. Hey, before we get into this, the serious stuff, and, and and this is kind of serious too, but it's serious in a, in a particularly good way. I, I've, I've just been kind of remarking the the month of August in in the city. It's just it feels man. It just feels like there's a ton going on. Hamilton just just uh, came and left the lead center. I was there a couple of times. We got a huge air show coming up at the end of August. We've got this volleyball game that's going to break records for how many people are coming. Um, it's just we got the record breaking concert numbers in terms of what we've got at Pinnacle Bank Arena in Pinewood Bowl. It's I don't know. It just strikes me as as a really busy time in a good way here for the city of Lincoln right now with stuff to do. Yeah, busy on purpose, busy in service to making this the most incredible place to live in the country. And the investments that so many people have made in our arts and cultural facilities, in bringing shows like Hamilton to Lincoln and and shows to the arena and Pinewood Bowl, you know, are paying dividends because uh, that's a lot more fun for to be had for our Lincoln families. It's also all the collateral support that provides for our restaurants and stores and hotels. Uh, it's it's a win 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 all around, and we're really thrilled to see Lincoln thriving like this. Yeah, I've uh, I'm as busy with like fun entertainment. I did Hamilton last week. I'm doing. You did Hamilton twice. I did Hamilton twice what? last week. <laughs> yes, I did. I went once, and then I was like, I got to I got to bring my kids to go to this too. So I went a second time. I job, Dad. I've got Doobie Brothers coming up at Pinewood Bowl, and I know that's not my era exactly. But still, it's kind of come. Not at all, Mayor, actually. <laughs> I'm going to have to correct you there. It's not at all my era, but I still can, uh, can appreciate it. I'm actually going to Omaha and seeing Pink the night next night with my daughter. And then we're going to the volleyball game the week afterwards. And so I, it's just crazy. I'm, I'm looking at my calendar. There's just so much going on right now, and it's really cool. Um, Mayor, I, I, I do want to talk to you about uh, the budget, the kind of the biandium adjustments. And, and let's start with that. Just so I make sure I understand it and other people do, because it's a, it's a biennium budget now, meaning two years of budgeting normally. We're in the middle of it right now, correct? So this is actually yep. an adjustment to what was planned a year ago? That's right. We did our big introduction of the biennial budget last year, and during the mid-biennium, we make some minor adjustments. But they're important because they demonstrate our ongoing commitment to delivering on public safety services and the kind of infrastructure that supports our businesses and growth and the kind of, you know, vitality that you just were talking about as you described all the things that are happening in Lincoln. So so this is all in service to making Lincoln more vibrant, more prosperous. And along with that, we are aware of the valuation increases and as such have proposed a historic property tax rate cut to the tune of $6 million so that we think this is a really balanced proposal, balanced package of adjustments that both invest in the priorities of our community, but also provide a property tax cut. 
So was the the driver to to make these adjustments kind of a, a revenue coming in that wasn't quite expected maybe a year ago? Yeah, or not coming in unexpectedly. Um, we've experienced some cuts. The state has cut funds for StarTran. Uh, we have seen some cuts to our health department's uh, work uh, to prevent sexually transmitted infections. So we are making sure that we can continue to deliver those services that are important uh, to the traveling public, uh, to our community's health and welfare. And so, you know, we've got some gaps to fill, some unexpected gaps from other cuts that we received. Um, those adjustments are are being made uh, pending council approval, which is uh, the vote is next Monday evening. I, I know it's I'm sure it's pointed out a lot of times is that is that people say, well, yes, it's a decrease in the levy. But my valuation, including my valuation, went up incredibly, you know, went up really significant from the county. And that's not that's not necessarily you. But did, how much do you kind of expect during this next term that you're in here right now that spending increases are going to kind of track with what's happening with these valuations at the county level? Well, I mean, I think. People often ask us to run the city like a business, and you know the city isn't a business. We don't. We we serve every customer, every resident of the community. We're not specialized in that way, but in trying to be efficient and in trying to make sure that we attract talent, that we deliver the services for a growing community, our costs do go up, just like any businesses. And you know, the CPI was something like seven percent this year, but our budget really typically our revenues typically grow at a pace of like three and a half percent a year at most. So so we are trying to keep up with the cost, rising costs, just like any other business, um, but also recognize that we need to be lean and deliver our services in a, in a cost-efficient manner. How, how different is the overall sort of revenue picture in terms of dollars and sources and between, I mean, between these valuations I've been talking about and, you know, the casino money coming in now, some of the other things, how different is the revenue situation than maybe when you did this the first time a few years ago? I mean, it's not significantly different in that overall we're sort of on this like three-legged stool with the vast majority of our tax-funded budget coming from sales tax dollars. Sales tax dollars, which in many cases are being provided to us by people who come in from out of town to see Hamilton or who come in from out of town to see the Doobie Brothers. So um, that's not all on our residents, but the sales tax is our number one source. And then property tax is second, and then other other sources of revenues um, feed in, you know, feed into the rest of the budget. So it's not that diverse of a portfolio, but we try to make the most of those limited dollars because we know that the work we do is really important to people's quality of life, their health and safety, and their opportunities economically. You talked about some of the ways that the changes in the budget, your hope, are going to deal with some funding changes in terms of what the city was getting. But I guess more overall, more broadly, with the changes that are in this, where there is increased spending, what are your priorities there? Why did you suggest the ones that you did suggest? Yeah, well, for for one example, our police fire pension that is so important to taking care of our first responders after they retire we are obligated to fund that and at the actuarial recommended amount. And so that is a cost that is increasing by $580,000 in the upcoming fiscal year. Every year we get a report from the actuaries that tell us what we need to put into that to keep the pension healthy, to take care of our our, uh, police and firefighters. So 
So that's a that's an example of an increased cost going into the second year of the biennium that we could not have known when we presented the budget a year ago. Um, I want to talk about LPD a little bit, and I, I know um, there's been a lot of discussion about this, but I guess I just first kind of want to get an update. I know, uh, obviously, that you you uh, appointed uh, Assistant Chief Michonne Morrow to serve as Acting Chief of Police, effective immediately. Um, I I don't know exactly what's next. I guess, can you just give me us an update here in August, just what the plan is going forward then? Yeah, well, really pleased that uh, Chief Morrow has stepped up to this new role. She has grown up at LPD her entire career and has more recently, as you mentioned, been in the assistant chief role leading our management division. So extremely well qualified lots of good experience, former captain of the Southwest team. So she, she's hitting the ground running and uh, is focused on our top priorities, which is you know recruiting and retaining our professional workforce over at LPD, uh, continuing to monitor trends and be innovative and responsive, and growing in strategic ways to support the dynamic response times that we need to get to to get to those 911 calls in a quick uh, manner to protect people and property. You laid out those priorities. Have the have, have the priorities changed in the last few years or have the circumstances kind of changed in terms of where you want to focus with the the police department as uh, as the mayor right now? I think it's been a steady drumbeat of working to grow the authorized strength of the police department, but I think where we're having to be more nimble and every police department across the country is having the same sort of challenge is recruiting new people into the profession. And so we are playing to our strengths. Uh, We're one of, if perhaps the only police department in the country because the city of Lincoln and we created a paid parental leave program that offers that benefit to our employees. We're going to be promoting that. Uh, We are, thanks to our work with our state senators at the legislature, there's uh, tuition opportunities for the children of police officers. And so we're going to be marketing that to try to get people into our community. Uh, You could say we're working on a transfer portal that is robust for our police department. And then, you know, our best, um, our best, folks to do that recruiting are the, are the folks, the, the men and women of LPD themselves, and, and, and they're hard at work at working on that higher calling campaign and working to bring people into the system who will support them, have their backs, and our communities back. I saw the, the LPD account tweet out yesterday pictures of the acting chief with several media members having sit-downs with them. We had yeah. one here at KLIN. It's been running in our newscasts this morning. How important to you is is that sort of relationship and that kind of transparency to get the word out through the media of whatever needs to be got out uh, from the Lincoln Police Department? It's of the utmost importance, and I am so grateful that the media cares so much about making sure that our community has quick, timely, accurate information that helps keep them safe. And we consider our robust community policing model not just something that LPD implements, but something that that we work with the community to engage and ensure that people feel safe when they uh, leave their doors each morning to go to work or school. We we co-create safety in this community, and the media have an incredibly important role in helping to make sure that the public can be a vital part of that. Uh, and then I want to use the last couple of minutes that we've got to talk a little bit about Pershing. Uh, Mayor, I can't believe it's actually coming down. 
To be honest, I honestly wondered if I'd see that in my lifetime. Didn't we all? Uh, it's been because it's been a decade, right? It has been a, a, a de- I think their last long time. Twenty fourteen was was when they had some of the last events. But c- what's happened with this thing is it stuff has taken so long in between, and this coat predates you even significantly too. But I've I've kind of forgotten what the plan is with these things, and I don't know like what has changed if things are changed. So can you just update us on? What's going to happen next with that area that we've all kind of been wondering about for quite some time? Yeah, well, to your point, we are absolutely thrilled to be uh, giving new life to this block. Uh, This is a project that's been years and years in the making, and we're working with our private sector partners at the White Lotus Group to redevelop the Pershing block, to give it new purpose, new life. And that's going to look initially like uh, about 93 units of affordable housing on the east side of the block, along with more public green space and additional parking and some enhancements to the streetscape. And we know that housing is important prior for the community. We know that Redevelopment on this block can help catalyze new investment as we move east and downtown towards the Telegraph District. And so, yeah, this week we, or this past week, we've, we've seen a lot of progress on bringing down the building. A lot of prep work went into getting to this moment because that building was filled with asbestos that had to be carefully abated. That work's done. Demolition of, of what's left standing today is uh, likely to be completed, completed later this uh, year. We're hoping by November so that construction of housing can, can get started next spring. So that'll be the construction of the housing will be the thing mm-hmm. that, that, that start, and I know I've asked you this before, but I, there have been plans talk about a library there. I know there's also been, had been talk about there needing to be a vote going along with that. What's the status of that situation right now? Yeah, that's still being evaluated how best to proceed because, uh, you know, the library is something that we would want to engage in a lot of public dialogue about. And of course, work with the private sector and, and philanthropy to help finance. So so that's that's work that's uh, underway to have those conversations, uh, but no definite plan at this time. Okay. All right. Just so you know, the Doobie Brothers put out the first album in 1970. I was seven years from being born at that point. So <laughs> just a little fact check here. My live mom fact was check. doing her Jane Fonda routines, or probably not Jane Fonda at that point, but no. she, she had some Doobie Brothers music she was working out to with her leg warmers around then. There you go. All right, Mayor. Hey, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, a lot of topics covered today, and we'll talk to you again here in a few weeks. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jack. There you go, Mayor Lyrian Gaylor Baird. 25. We'll take a break. We've got to check sports coming up next on KLIN. Join the conversation and stay in the know. We need to prevent gun violence like the shootings in Texas. KLIN Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, 836. Glad to have you back with us on this Wednesday morning, 68 degrees in the uh, capital city. And uh, I know John Bishop never likes summer to end. He'll be glad to hear that we have got triple digits in the forecast for the weekend and the beginning of next week. So, John, your summer dream can continue on into late August. Congratulations. Now, don't don't misconstrue my love for summer with my love for extreme summer weather. Mm. I mean, I, I I just like the calendar. I like the peace and tranquility. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were overdue this for a while and so it's coming back. So we're just going to have to, we're going to have to deal with it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it is going to come back. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm mainly trying to, I keep looking at the extended forecast because I'm trying to gauge, uh, if there's any potential for rain in the forecast when they're going to try and put 90,000 people in Memorial Stadium to watch a volleyball game. Like, I hope for their sake, uh, it is, we continue to stay dry at that point because, like, do you realize how, what a mess that would be if that actually happened? Holy cow. Well, I just I, hope they don't have to do, deal with that. But it's not just the rain, it's the wind. What if we get a, you know, like the other day was windy. That's true. At least they can uh, still be there then, though. But if they have to actually, they can be there. But I mean, I, you know, how 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 you know how much can you play volleyball? In I don't know. It'd be fun, actually. Hey, <laughs> I've played a lot of beer league sand sand volleyball in plenty of wind. You just underhand that baby, put it in the sky, and let it do. Wanna... Let God do the work. <laughs> I want to. I want to watch them play their slice on the serve. Actually, that'd be great. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. That would be. Yeah. Uh, that'd be all right. Uh, Have you looked? I mean, what? Well, I guess it's we're, too early. We're, we're, yeah. Any, any forecast beyond like two or three days is just a roll of the dice. I mean, it could be. It could be sunny in seventy-five. It could be snowing in twenty-five. Right. This schedule is messing with my brain this year because they they quote unquote broke camp where they're not staying at the dorms anymore. They're not calling it camp, but normally when you do that, you think you're beginning game week, and there's still two and a half weeks before the first game, but they're no longer in camp. I I don't know. It's just it's it's been kind of a weird herky jerky type beginning to to this to this season and sort of figuring out how close we actually are to the whole thing. Every time Caleb's got the days until the, the kickoff up here and I always think it's a week closer than it actually is. I'm very confused. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you bring in these outsiders who don't yep. understand, you know, the culture and the history of the program. They're they're just changing everything. Yes. I'm 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 appalled that that Matt Rule would throw away decades of tradition well, by you know, having kids stay in dorms. It's plus- <laughs> changing the Twitter handle from Husker FB Nation. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why. True, true. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Why wasn't it done that way in the first place? Hopefully, because <laughs> well, yeah, I know I said the same thing because the Husker FB Nation was stupid and hard to find. Like, yeah, I, and, I, it, and so it, I assume there's one did- thing that frustrates me because occasionally, you know, if I'm doing some research, you know, like I'm prepping for the College World Series and I want to go to the team's official. Twitter, but I don't follow them. So I'm just typing in all these. Well, let's see. Arkansas baseball. Might it be at Arkansas? Ba- nope. Uh, how about Razor? But no. How about, ha- you know, and, and, and so you're constantly guessing 
because, you know, whether someone was squatting on the original name or the most obvious one, you know, the, the kids thought, oh, it'd be really cool if we just put a bunch of letters and symbols and numbers in here and just put an at sign in front of it. And that's going to be our handle. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad they've made this change because at Husker FB Nation felt like it was, you know, someone's blog. <laughs> what a fan that's site. A good, that's right. At Husker Man, FB. this is a great fan site. They got videos and everything and the coaches on here uh, and live press conferences. This is this is the best blog ever. Well, I know you're typically not a fan of introducing new colors into the Husker uniform, so I imagine you're furious this morning with what was unveiled yesterday. Well, of course not. I mean, blue is the best color, isn't it? No, it's okay with. Oh, so blue, but not black. Oh, okay. I, all right. So that's well, what it is. now this number one. Um, we need to celebrate that we'll be able to identify because there's a lot of new faces this year. I mean, as you know, as much as we like to think we know our Huskers, there's a lot of new faces this year. So the numbers are going to be really important. So the first thing. Adidas passed the test. You can read the I, numbers. I agree. I mean, sadly, I agree. <laughs> Adidas has gone so off the deep end with horrible uniforms that we have to actually, you know, we just have to deconstruct everything and start from the very beginning. And we have to lead them all into the room by their hands and sit them down at the design table and say, okay, Adidas, here's the deal. I'm going to have you design uniforms. Here's the first priority. You got to be able to read the numbers. Yes. And then you st- and then you go from there. But no, in all seriousness, the um I I I like it because it is a nod to the very first game. Personally, I thought it would have been cool that if they would have dressed in blue. Yes. Because that's what they wore in the first game. I understand why they didn't. Um, you know, people might have had heart failure except for, you know, the <laughs> 35 to 40,000 people in the stadium who are, you know, also Creighton basketball fans. They yeah. would have loved it. <laughs> the chase. But, um, but beyond that, I like the fact that it is a nod to what happened historically. So, you know, I, I think it was an kind of an understated way of doing it because it's not like a radical change, but it's just a slight nod to, okay, this is, this is what happened. And, and personally, I can't wait for, you know, more of the stories to come out because I'd like to hear more about, you know, the first game and, you know, the the logistics because, you know, I, I don't remember who the coach was in 1923, but, you know, when they found out Oklahoma didn't have anything but red uniforms, where did they go to get blue uniforms? Yeah, that's what I wondered, too. Did they just... I mean, Adidas didn't exist back then. Right. Nike didn't exist back then. You know, what did they do? Did they just go to, you know, Merle's Sporting Goods and, uh, and right. you know... Horse supply store and is hey you got any blue horse blankets we need some uniforms maybe that's what Coach Fred Dawson just had sitting for their practice for maybe the practice uh, maybe they uh it was Kep Hardings or uh, or or uh, <laughs> Kep Lawlers or was Lawlers around then I don't Nebraska Sporting Goods yeah. I don't know I, I'm not sure either yeah I, I, to me it looks it, it seems to me and this is not just this year but it's trended this way. For the last few years, is they've kind of gone with these. They've mainly gone with the throwbacks instead of alternates, right? They've referenced something in history, and they're all pretty. I mean, man, the journey that we've taken from when we started in what 2012 with the big giant avoid the noid uniforms. Avoid the noid, yeah. 
uh, it, it, things have obviously the, the things have obviously calmed down significantly since then, at least in the Nebraska room where they're designing yeah, these uniforms. God. Thank God it needed it needed to happen. It it, it really did. But um, you know, it, all of the stuff around the the 100th uh, anniversary, I think, is 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 really going to be cool. And the video that they put out yesterday was really neat. And uh, and I look forward to some of the other things they plan to do. You know, with this being the 100th anniversary of the uh, of the stadium. Now they played in 1923. I think another nice touch is they played that game on dirt uh, because they had not gotten the grass planted yeah, they hadn't yet. Planted it yet? I don't. Uh, why not dig up? Why not dig up the field turf to really make this yes. authentic? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Dirt. You know, get the chalk lines out there, and you know, by right. by the end of the first quarter, you can't see any of the lines anymore because they've been, yes. you know, covered by the dirt. Oh, it's yes. like that, that infield for San Diego uh, late afternoon San Diego games and Oakland games that we used to watch. But oh the yeah, whole thing, yeah, right. Oh, the, absolutely, the, the whole that, thing. That. Do, do it like you're doing when they bring the monster trucks into Pinnacle Bank Arena. Just dump a bunch of it on top, <laughs> and then I'm sure they just clear it off with a shop vac or something after it's over. Oh, absolutely. It's very yeah, doable. and then and then you know we'll 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 close off every section except for the east and the west stands and <laughs> let's and, do this uh, real. Also, you've got to you've got to dress up like you dress to the Nebraska. Now that'll be fun. Will anyone dress up in like a suit and hat? Because I assume that's what they wore to everything in the twenties. I guess I don't know. Yeah, they, probably just sat in the stands and went meh. <laughs> just sitting there, long drags on their cigarette. <laughs> Memorial Stadium bringing back smoking for one game. Congratulations, the smoking ban is done, folks. For one game, you're back. It's 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 here. You you got some. Old... <laughs> Sit down. If we're gonna do this. Let's do this. Right. No, no I, more. I look forward to all the uh, the PA announcements. You know, Nate Rohr getting on. Of course, and it won't be electronic. It'll be you know through a bullhorn. You know, one of those giant you know megaphones that the old cheerleaders. We've got a parked horse buggy, a parked horse buggy that is blocking the traffic on South 10th Street. <laughs> Oh, I love it. The tailgate, I mean, tailgating will actually be tailgating. It'll be out of the back of a chuck wagon. It'd be nice, and it'd be nice if Greg Sharp could throw in more of a 1920, and Damon could throw in more of a 1920-style broadcast as well, if we're going to do this, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, real well, humdinger of a pass there from Jeff Sims. Oh, sadly, that was the sadly I think the only electronic uh, form or any you know wireless form of communication happening then was probably a telegraph. Yeah, you know? that's probably. Yeah, I guess you're right. They were, I don't think there early, was any radio for that game. All right, send out. Have Greg Sharp send out telegraphs then, <laughs> <laughs> and you we'll all be huddled can... outside of the uh, Miller and Payne building, <laughs> watching it, watching the giant, you know, board where someone's moving <laughs> the figures <laughs> up and down <laughs> the field. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> we yeah, we really need to go all the way with this thing if we're going to really pay. This homage. just in from the new Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have uh, going on here this week? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm. Car- I guess we haven't really talked about the Xavier Betts thing um, a whole lot. You and I. You that was since uh, last time you were on with me. At this point, how much did? How much does that specific departure um, impact or not impact the way that you look at this entire season? I, honestly, I didn't know what we were going to expect. 
Yeah. You know, um, and I know he put in an awful lot of work to get to the point he was at at the beginning of fall camp. I mean, it's it's certainly a setback because it's a position group that already was, you know, beset with a lot of questions. Um, and this would have been as much as we talk and we, we're familiar with Xavier because he's from here and he's kind of been in our he's been in our collective minds, you know, for the last two, three seasons. You keep in mind, he still wasn't, at, you know, very experienced. You know, he just had a handful of games under his belt. So, you know, he, he was outside of, you know, just having a couple of extra years in and around the program. He wasn't really that much more experienced than some of the guys he was, you know, competing with who, you know, at one point will probably take you know vital roles at that position. So we really didn't know what we were going to see. Now, certainly we had heard some great things. I know Jeff Sims talked him up during Big Ten media days and and you thought, OK, well, here's this guy. You know, you want to take the top off of defense. He's got the speed to do it. You know, wouldn't it be awesome if it, you know, if it all works out? And I know we talked about it on my show on Monday, Jack, that honestly, to me, the biggest loss in this known loss is the act, the, the fact that this could have been a really cool story and, and an example of how, you know, Matt Rule can make up these reclamation projects. Yeah. Right. You know, he could have been an example of, man, here's a great example of a kid who, you know, was was leaving football and wasn't going to play anymore. And then this new coach comes in, injects new life uh, into not only his teammates, but also into his own personal career. And it could have been a really good story down the road and a great example to show others. And that's not to say that that can't happen with other players that are on the roster on the team, but um, you know, we just, we didn't really know the, the problem is, is that, you know, right now with the wide receiver position being what it is, you know, outside of Billy Kemp and these will be his first games in a Nebraska uniform, not a whole lot of, you know, known commodities there. And I thought what Matt rule said yesterday was rather interesting, uh, and his post practice when he said, you know, I, I wouldn't expect to see many freshmen on the yeah. field uh, in the first game. You know, yep. this is a this is a grown man's game, and you know we're not gonna. What, what was it? He not gonna. We're not gonna sublease winning to yeah to, gonna, to the freshmen, and yes. I, and I like that approach because he's right. You know, there is a temptation, especially in today's college football, when you have you know really talented freshmen, and you're always worried about the prospects of them transferring. It's like, well, I got to get them on the field because if they don't get playing time. They're going to get disappointed and they're going to leave. The one big question we've had about Matt Rule is, you know, can a development mentality win the day in an era where players are transferring more and more all the time? And, you know, he's he is laying the groundwork for, you know, we're not going to force something that isn't there. We're going to go to the veterans you know, especially early in the season. And if that plays out that way, um, you know, he's, he's, he's establishing what it is he wants out of his program. So uh, it's a long winded answer, but yeah, um, yeah it, certainly it hurts, but I don't know if it really affects whether or not, you know, I thought they were going to win six games or seven games or five games. You know, I've, I've kind of been on the low end of a lot of expectations um since the very beginning just because you know i think there's a there's a big adjustment that comes with you know coaching in the big 10 and and taking over a program from scratch and then trying to mesh 
your philosophies with the 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 new you know style the new age that is in college football so um yeah it doesn't it probably doesn't affect my overall outlook it's just it's disappointing because it would have made a really good story yeah yeah and you hope he's happy right you know you, you, yes you, uh, that's the most important i mean thing. you do and that's we've i think we've all done things where you know at first you say hey i'm not going to do this and then you say oh maybe i should try again maybe this was right for me and i didn't do it right And you come back the second time and you're still like nope i was right the first time uh just not for me and i think that might have been a little bit of of what happened here but we'll never quite know for sure it's it's been interesting um, listening to Rule, especially over the last week or so, John, because you know he doesn't do a ton of coach speak. I feel like I've learned a, like my perception of who's going to be contributing and what's going to happen with the o- offense. I actually think has gotten significantly uh, adjusted and set and informed by what he said here this year, which I don't necessarily always feel like during fall camp. Like you referenced the wide receiver thing. I mean, I think we got a really good idea now. Um, it, who is, you know, Billy Kemp is probably going to be that volume receiver. Uh, if they're, if they've got a big play threat, it, you know, it's probably Isaiah, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, uh, Marcus Washington. You know, where does he go from, from, from last year on this? And then the guys like Bullock and Ty Han, a couple of bigger, bigger bodied guys from Nebraska who played in Nebraska are going to be a big, big part of this as well you know you go to the running back from all i can i, I can tell they're they're really undecided on that you're probably going to see all three guys there i think the offensive yeah. line is pretty much set turner corcoran's going to be that left tackle uh as prohaska is out for the time being and he's going to be out for the beginning but the offensive line i think is pretty set in terms of its lineup obviously jeff sims and then uh assuming uh eric gilbert isn't available it's going to be uh it's going to be Fedoni and Borkirker there at, at tight end predominantly. I mean, I just, and then, you know, and he continues to talk, even yesterday, he said, well, I'm in the red zone, he goes, I'm always going to run it in. Always, you know, that's always going to be the first option on this thing. I'm starting to believe that this is really going to be the uh, a little bit of three yards and cloud of dust more than I really believed maybe a year ago, now that I'm yeah. learning more about everything about this offense. No, I, I I would agree. I would agree. I, do, I think we do have a pretty good idea of what it's going to look like on offense. Now, of course... You know, using the old Mike Tyson um, <laughs> saying, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that first drive of Minnesota, you know, stuffs Nebraska, you know, how, how, and, you know, maybe if they fall behind early, does it mean they have to open things up a little bit more? Certainly things are going to change, but uh, definitely the intention is there's going to be a heavy dose of running. Now, my question, and I'm, this is something I'm going to start to research a little bit this week, is how much of that running is going to include Jeff Sims? Because one of the things he, Matt Rule talked about yesterday was in addition to running the ball in the red zone, but being, you know, turning Jeff Sims yes. loose inside That's a big unknown the red zone. Still. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, I, I think all, all of those things are going to make for a really, really interesting look-see into, you know, just how this program wants to operate. And the fact that, though, that they're starting against a conference rival on the road, a team that has kind of had Nebraska's number the last half dozen years, uh, it really makes, it really, you know, it, it steepens that, you know, learning curve quick because yeah. it's not like you're opening against Akron. Yeah. Um, you're opening against a really good football team who, um, you know, ha- has guys just as big as you do. So, uh, yeah, it, it's... It's it's definitely a, one of the most interesting openers I can think of. Um, probably the the next nearest one, you know, you go back to Mike Riley's very first game against BYU. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and that turned of, out great. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> it did for 59 minutes and yeah. 55 seconds. All right, good to talk to you, John. Uh, we'll be listening here uh, this week as we get closer and closer to the season, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, sounds good. There you go, John Bishop, sister station, 1620 Zone. Save for the six. We'll take a break after this. Uh, we'll take a break and wrap up for this on KLIN. Broadcast House. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show. Thank you to our guests. Mary and Gaylor Baird, John Bishop, all of your inputs for what chapter I had Wednesday were a blast today as well. And sorry if you didn't, if you texted in and didn't get a response for us either on air or otherwise. We were having some technical difficulties. We got to get that fixed by Friday, Caleb. Oh, we'll and get before. that fixed. Don't you worry. We're going to have request line Friday. Uh, we are going to do no restrictions, general this Friday, whatever you want to hear for the final time that we'll be doing a general one here during the 2023 season. Our prize tomorrow for, for uh, Ticket Thursday is pair of tickets. Volleyball day in Nebraska. I think, you know what I think? I think that would be a great time to bring back. It's been a while. It might be time for a new season. Uh oh. Is it time for a new season? It has been a long time since the old generation collaboration hey, I'm has fine. been fired up. I'm fine with just sending millennials to the to the to uh, volleyball I day in I think we might need to fire that back up here because that's always been challenging and these are some Tickets. And we'll have to ratify some rule changes as well. All right, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that today. All Send right. it to committee. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're ending things today at 68 degrees on our way to a high of 91. Sunny, windy, warm. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow. It is 9 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. From the most-